the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to the name of the Lord. Good day to you there. I welcome you to another Faith for Dominion. Today, Wednesday, it gladdens my heart to come your way today. It gladdens my heart to share God's word with us today. The Lord bless you. The Lord increase you and cause his face to shine upon you. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Now, we started a teaching last week, which we termed the release, how to release your faith, how to release your faith. And uh, we started and we're using the case story, the case study of David, David and Goliath. And that's where we are looking at. David and Goliath, the experience is a thorough experience of how faith works, of how to release your faith and how we achieve those things that we're going to achieve on the platform and on the precept of faith. So I want you right now, please, let's take time to listen to God's word. Let's take time to share right now. If you are listening, share the link, share it with your friends and neighbors. And if you are watching on Telos Optic TV, please take the liberty to put a call to somebody and tell them to tune in to channel 879 so that they can be blessed. Remember, it is the faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is the word of God that determines the level of our faith and the way our faith works. So we are today we are looking at, we continue on the teaching, how to release your faith. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. Shall we pray? Our Father in heaven, we thank you for bringing us together again to learn at your feet. Jesus, you are the author of all things. We ask, O oh God, that you will teach us your word. Speak your word to us again and let our lives be transformed by the revelation of your word. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory to God. So we started out by looking at 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. We all know the story of David and Goliath. David was a 17-year-old boy uh, who the father called from where he was tending the flock and told him, why well, it's time now to go and meet your brothers. Go and give them something on the battlefront to eat and take a few loaves also for the captain and make sure that you bring me uh, news about how they are faring in the battlefront. The battle is between Israel and the and Philistine, that is the Philistines. And when David got there, about 40 days into the battle, David got there and he heard a loud noise, a loud voice, someone screaming on, yelling on top of his lungs, telling them that he is a champion of the Philistines and that Israel should send one person to them who also is their champion and let that person come and fight him. And if eventually, if that champion of Israel kills him, defeats him, then the whole Philistine will become a slave to the Israelites. And if it is vice versa, so, so shall it be. So David, having got to the battlefront, had this loud noise. He had this loud, this loud voice. And David thought in him that, look, what are we talking about here? Who is this person that is saying this? And when he asked his brothers, the brothers shut him down. He told him, look, do you think we are playing here? Will you go back to those few flock, those few sheep that you are attending? This, what we have here, 
is a battle of men. Boys are not talking here. We are men, and men are already clinch, cringing even to the noise of that man called Goliath. Goliath was a very tall person, huge, tall and huge. He's, he will, in fact, he was regarded as a giant. So there, David now went further to say, hey, what will the king give to anybody? Who brings them? What will be the reward to anyone who brings down this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is that? What will be the reward? And they told him. Now, we're going to take a step further right now today and then begin to go. But well, last week, we made mention of something that David was not prepared as it were. He prepared in court to meet Goliath because he did not know, he did not even think of it that Goliath will be there shouting and yelling. So he wasn't really, really prepared to meet Goliath. He was just going on his own way. And that way, we to establish that, look, the day wherein God will announce you, the day wherein God will turn your story around, it, will, it may come a day that is just like any other day. It will be a day that is unannounced, which means that we all must be prepared. We all surely must be prepared. Now, taking a step back, you realize also, just a couple of days, yesterday I was, you know, studying the scriptures and I was looking at the story of David when he was anointed by Samuel. Realize that all the seven sons of David were brought, um, seven sons of Jesse, were brought before the prophet Samuel to anoint. Now, before prophet Samuel even uh, called them forth, you know, I realized that they were all sanctified. All of them were sanctified to be presented before the Lord. David wasn't sanctified. He wasn't cleansed. He wasn't presented. He wasn't prepared to be presented before the Lord because he was in the field. He was among the flock. So all the other brothers, they were cleansed, they were made prepared, but none of them were qualified to be the king. They were qualified to be anointed. But David was just called out from the blues. Remember, Samuel said, we know nobody will sit until, this, until the last person comes. So David was not even prepared, in talking of ceremonial preparation, talking of doing the religious rites before he was called forth. And immediately he appeared before the Lord, before Samuel, the Lord spoke to Samuel, that's the person, and now anointing. Now, what am I trying to say? Now, religious folks will tell you, before you can be accepted, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. That's really, I mean, those things could be good, but that's not what makes you to be accepted before the Lord. Why? Because your acceptance is not based on what you have done or what you have not done. It's as a result of Jesus Christ you have received into your life, and the finished work of Christ on the cross of Calvary. That is, you are first accepted. Then you will now begin to take away all those things. As you move closer to God, those things that ought not to be in your life will begin to drop away, begin to drop off. But the most important thing is that when you accept Jesus Christ into your Lord and as, into your life as your Lord and Savior, you are immediately accepted into the beloved. David was not sanctified. He didn't go through all the religious acts, all those religious rites, and God said, go ahead and anoint him. The same thing here, we see, he wasn't prepared to meet with Jonathan, to meet with, uh, to meet with Goliath. He wasn't prepared. He just came casually to give his brothers food. And there and then, there and then the Spirit of God that, is, that was rested massively upon him, the very day he was anointed among his brothers, came right in upon him and said, hmm, who is going to be? What will be the reward? And then they told him. Now, I want us to go into the scriptures. 
and let us read. I'm going to read from First Samuel chapter 17. First Samuel 17. I'm going to read from verse uh, verse 25. From verse 25. So that we'll just continue from there. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come to defile Israel. And I shall be that, and it shall be that the man who kills the who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches. Give him his daughter, and give him and and also give his father's house exception from paying tax in Israel. Now, tax has always been a major thing. Now, three things they said. The king said, anyone that brings on this 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 Goliath will be exempted from CRA. You, from Canada Revenue, he will be exempted from taxes. He will be exempted, he will be given his daughter to marry. And not only that, the father, will, I mean, he will be enriched. His father's house will be exempted from paying tax. He will be given the daughter to marry. And also, he will be given great riches. Now, then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done to this man? Now, let's look at verse 27. And the people answered him in this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man who kills him. Now, earlier, the oldest brother had had when he spoke to the men. And Eliab's anger was aroused against David and said, Why did you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few flock, those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. So who have you left is, I know your pride. Now listen to me carefully. Who was Eliab? At this point, Eliab happened to be the elder brother of David. Now, one of the greatest challenge that anyone will face when it comes to working in faith and releasing your faith is the, the people who are close to you. Now, many of them don't wish you, they don't, it's not that they wish you evil. Some intentionally wish evil, but they, many of them feel that, look, why don't you stay in your comfort zone? Why don't you stay here with us? And if you, any time, the very day you make up your mind to step out in faith, to step out in faith, to go and do what God has told you, it is the people that are close to you. Why? Because they have always known you for who you are. They know your strength. They know your weakness. They know everything about you. They know your the opportunities. Somebody has come your way before. Possibly you didn't take advantage of it. So they know all these things about you. So it's not strange that they will say that. Remember even Jesus Christ. The scripture says he could not do so many miracles, even among his own people that he grew up with. Why? Because they discounted him. They discounted the fact that is it not Jesus Christ that fetches water? Is it not Jesus Christ that we all know his father, Joseph? I'm talking of the carpenter. I'm talking of that same Jesus Christ that I would tell, I would give money, that I would send on error. So he couldn't do so much miracle because of their unbelief. So also it is. The greatest people that will, the greatest opposition that everybody will face in you walking with faith, in faith are the people that are close to you, who know you, who already know you. They know your father. They know your mother. They know how when you possibly were growing up. They know a lot of things about you. They have your data. They have your statistics. They have all these things. Now, listen to me. Don't allow those to stop you from walking in faith. Don't allow those things to stop you from doing what God has called you to do. It may even be your friends, maybe your colleagues in the office, maybe your colleagues when you were growing up. 
Are you trying to tell me that you want to tell me that you want to you want to trust God to do some great and mighty things for him? We know your capacity. You're among us. Just stay here with us. Stay here with us. The same challenge Elijah faced. Remember, when Elijah told him, Elijah asked him, what do you want from me? He said, I want double portion of the anointing. And he brought and his friends. And he, he says, well, you have asked for a hard thing. However, if you see me when I've been taken up, so you will have it. As he followed Elijah from one point to another, from he moved, followed him from there, from Belter to Gilgal, from Gilgal to, and on and on, as he followed him. You know what the, the, the sons of the prophets, the people he grew up with, if maybe we even met as being the son of the prophet, they told him, do you know that your, your master will be taken from you? They said, I know. They laughed at him. said, well, you better come and stay with us here. But he said, no. He kept following Elijah until they crossed the Jordan. And then the chariots of fire took his master and the mantle fell on him and he took the mantle and struck the water. And he began to do much more than his master did. Listen to me carefully. The, all I'm trying to get across to you is this. You may listen to people's advice. You may listen to people's um, to those things, but please don't allow those things to stop you. Don't allow those things to hold you down. Don't allow those things to predict your future. Don't allow those things to, to stand as a cocoon to hold you down. I plead with you. What has God told you? The first position, the first thing in releasing your faith is for you to walk out of your comfort zone, to walk out of your friends at times, to walk out of your friends and neighbors and colleagues, and people you grew up with, who have always known you, who have always known your limitation, because they will only size you up in line with your strength. But you, when you are going to walk in faith and you want to lose your faith, you are not working on the strength, on, your cap on the capacity of your strength. You are working on the capacity of the strength in whose faith, in whom, whose your faith hangs upon. Anytime you have faith in God, what you're simply doing is you have exchanged your strength for the strength of God. You have released your own strength. You've submitted your own strength and you have taken on the strength of Jehovah. So anytime you are walking by faith, anytime you, are, you want to walk by faith, you want to release your faith, you must first of all learn to break away from everything and anything that is reminding you of your strength, reminding you of your capacity, reminding you of those things you cannot do on yourself because it is not your capacity and strength we are talking about. We are talking about the strength of God. So it starts from first and foremost within you, saying, it is not me, it is God. So his brothers told him, I know your pride. That is another thing. Note that word. He said, look, I know your pride. That means before now, we have seen David exhibit some actually exhibit some things that are not inconsistent, that are not consistent with what they think. They have always seen David exhibited those things. So they are saying to David, What are you talking about? I have known your strength. We know you're proud. We know you are so proud. We know you are proud. We know you are proud. And David looked at them. What did David do? He walked away from them. He just walked away. He just turned himself away because he knows that listening to them will hinder him. And you know one thing? David did not pick any battle with him. So by, by implication, people who are telling you you can't do it or you have known your capacity or not, 
Some of them don't wish you evil. Some of them don't, but they just know that. What's this guy doing? What's this guy doing? What's running into his head? I know your pride. They may see it as you are proud, but you have to keep your cool. Make sure that there is no element of truth in what they say. Don't allow this knowledge of God and your ability to work with God to puff you up. Remember what the scriptures in 1 Corinthians said, knowledge puffs. So don't let your, the knowledge of God or knowledge of what God has told you to now influence you and prop you up and make you to believe that you are, that hey, they, they, what you see, they don't see. So therefore, you are more superior to them. No, no, no. The result will show. You are not more superior. It's just the knowledge that you have that has given you at an edge. So they told David, he said, look, I know your pride and the insolence of your heart. Wow, these are very deep things. I know your pride. I know you. You are so proud. You are arrogant. You think, you're thinking, you think what we are playing here? Do you think you can do it? I, I, I think you are just proud. David, you are proud. And it's high time we have to call it out to you. Anytime you choose to step out of the pack, the first major thing you will find is you may be tagged as proud. Why? Because you have chosen not to blend in. You have chosen not to blend in. You want to stand out. You want to obey God. You want to do what God has said. Among the pack, God has spoken to several people who they, because of, because of one thing or the other, they have not obeyed. So anyone that wants to step out in obedience, they will tell you you are proud and the insolence of your heart. Please check your heart. Make sure you are not proud. Make sure you are not proud. Make sure you don't have the insolence of your heart. And make sure you, but in it all, make sure you do what God has told you to do. Make sure you do what God has told you to do and follow his instructions. So they told him, the insolence of your heart, for you have come, we know you have come down to come and see what in this in the battle. Not to participate. You have just come to see and you have seen enough. It's time to go. Now, look at verse 29. And David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Then he turned from him towards another and said the same things. And said the same thing. And these people answered him as the first one did. Now, listen. He looked at Eliab, his brother. He didn't pick a fight with him. He didn't say, look, what are you talking about here? You're only jealous of me because I've been anointed. No, 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 no. He didn't do that. He turned away. That means within your folk, when we are within your folks, even when we are talking of within your brothers, and they see you as arrogant and proud, please, David did not raise a, a fight with them. Don't, he didn't say you are jealous of me. He turned away. That is, he kept mute. He kept mute. He wanted the result to speak for him, the result of what God wants to do. So that means, listen to me, when people come and tell you all this, your brothers tell you all this, please do not respond. It is not for you to respond. Do not respond. Just turn away. Turn away and keep your focus. Because when you fight with your brothers, you are running a big risk. You are fighting against the body. It may be in the church. It may be in a Christian gathering. It may be in your office. It may be in your own front. Please do not fight your brothers. Unity in united we stand. Divided we fall. 
Do not fight against your brothers. David turned away and he went to ask the same question from another person and he got the same answer because that is it. Don't fight. It is not the time to start picking fights. Don't fight your brothers. Don't fight within the body. Don't fight among the brethren because they do not see what you have seen. Neither did they hear what you heard. It was you God gave the vision and they didn't see it. So suffice it to be, they didn't see what you have seen. The scripture says in the book of Habakkuk, he said, write the vision, make it plain, so that everyone that sees will run. But I want to tell you that not everybody that sees it will run with you. Some will run, some will not run. Some will run and catch up with you later. Some will never run at all. While some will start with you from the onset, the most important thing is make sure you write the vision, make it plain, and keep it to your, keep it outside. David turned away from his brother. He just asked him a question. Is there not a cause? He said, what have I done wrong now? What have I done wrong? But I've not done anything wrong. I'm just asking a simple question. But they knew David asking that question, he was going to do something about it. He was going to do something about it. He said, also, what have I done wrong? Is there not a cause? But he turned away from them. Now look at that. Uh, now look at verse 31. Verse 31. Now, when the word which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul and he sent for him. Now listen, please note this. David had to alter the fact that I am able to do what I'm saying I will do. He had it in his mind. He knew. He had it in his mind. He said, look, I can do it. I can do it. I can bring down Goliath. He didn't say it in his mind. And that is one way, second way to release your faith. The second way is that you have to declare it. You have to say it. Now, whether people believe you or they don't believe you, you are saying it. Now, I want to say again, and I've said it several times in this podcast, in this program, several times, that faith is not denying the obvious. But faith is saying what God has said. When you are saying what God has said, people will abuse you. Faith is not denying the obvious. Faith is saying what God has said. So when you are saying what God has said, some will believe you, some will not believe. But some will go with what you have said. A few people who like David, they will look at him, 17-year-old boy, he's just kidding. But some had, and they went to take it and reported it to Saul, which means in, your, in our work with, of faith, people will hear. Faith cannot work if you don't say what God has said. Not what God, what comes to your mind. No, not what comes to you. Just say, oh, not my duty. Uh, I just want to say it. No, say, ah, I cannot be stranded. I cannot be stranded. But why do you say you cannot be stranded? You have to take the word. That is the challenge with many of us, the charismatic. We just quote the scripture. Blah, 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 blah. The Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, I was young, I'm old, I'm not saying I just was okay, but I didn't see that there and I see beg for bread. No, 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 no. Before you say it, it must enter your spirit. Then I was young, now I'm old. I've not seen the righteous forsaken, but they are sitting back for bread. You stay on that scripture. What does it mean for a seed not to beg for bread? What does it mean for the righteous not to be forsaken? What does it mean? When you take it, and this can only happen by you taking in the word to meditate on it, to chew it, 
meditate on it. Chew it. Take it in. Take it in. Think over it. Breathe over it. Breathe over it. Breathe over it. Take it in. Take it in. Continue to listen. Continue to mold it. Continue to mold it on your inside. That is meditation. The more you meditate on it, the more it will now mix with faith on the inside of you. It is not enough for you to hear God's word in your brain. No. It must first enter your mind, your brain. Then it must move from the level of your brain. It must now go through meditation and enter into your heart. The word of God that enters into your heart is what profits. It is not the one that is in the brain. Because when it is in the brain, it is still in the sense realm. And it's like the wheat and the tar are planted together. When challenges come, it may flow, it may jump out. It may jump out. But when it is deep-rooted in your heart, by force of meditation, you realize that when challenges come, it will come from within and face the challenge. It's not going to go through the roof. It's not going to go get out through the window. And that is exactly what's happened here. David has had an experience of God. So he was able to say that this one is not going to be an exception. How do I know he has fought the bear? He killed the bear. He has called for the lion. He has killed the lion. He has an experiential knowledge of God. He has learned the process of playing the harp and singing to worship God. God's presence was already entrenched on the inside of him. So much entrenched on the inside of him. Here, the people, the Bible says, the people who heard, they took that message to Saul. If David had not declared, there was nothing they would have taken to Saul. They would have just seen him quiet. So the last point I'm going to say, and I'm going to round off today. It is not enough for you to walk away from your brothers and not fight them. But your mouth must not be shut. Your mouth must not be shut. You must never be quiet. Your mouth must not be shut. You must declare. You must declare. Remember what the scripture says. It said, with the heart, mouth believes. And with our mouth, the confession is made unto salvation. Without you declaring what God has said, you cannot be a victor. You will consistently be a victim. When you are declaring it, people may not see it. You may not even look like it. Keep declaring it. Keep saying it. I am weak. I am strong. I am not weak. I am, I am effective. I am who God says I am. I am blessed. I am blessed of God. I carry the favor of God. I grow in favor. I grow in insight. I am who God says I am. I am a victor. I am not a victim. I cannot be perplexed. I cannot be stranded. Now, everything may not look like it, but keep saying it. That is what God says. I will not, I shall not die but live to declare the wondrous work of God. Your mouth must not be shut. It was because David kept saying it that the people had and they took it to Saul. It was not David who went to Saul. They took the news to Saul and Saul called him over. I will stop here. You there, you are not born again. You, these principles may not work for you because you need to know the person who owns the principle. Do you want to give your heart to Jesus today? Then I want you to pray this prayer with me because taking in Jesus Christ is the beginning of you releasing your faith. It shows that you are ready to work with him. Let us pray. Come on to pray with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you today to accept you as my Lord and Savior. I am sorry for my sins. Wash me with your blood. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. 
I believe in my heart that Christ Jesus died and I confess with my mouth that he is Lord. Today I am saved. Today I am born again. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Congratulations. You pray that prayer, I welcome you to the body of Christ. You are born again. You have the righteousness of Jesus Christ. I am not more righteous than you. We possess the same quality and material of righteousness. You are accepted in the beloved, just like as I'm also accepted. So I congratulate you. I want you to look for a Bible-believing church and start, be, and start going and get the Bible and start studying the scripture. I want you to start from the book of John. You will see there, John chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and God was God. That will help you to give you entrance, talking of Jesus Christ. I want you to take in the word, take in the word. So that is the word of God is what makes you to grow and grow in him. Congratulations. Welcome to the body of Christ. And if you are there, I want us all to pray together. I want us to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice, listening right now, or will be watching this at the latter, at the later time. I ask, oh God Almighty, that you would grant unto everybody the strength and the wisdom to understand these principles we are teaching, that they may be able to walk in line with the faith in Christ to be able to walk in line with the spoken word in the name of Jesus. I pray for you today that by the stripes of Jesus, you that are sick, be healed in Jesus' name. I pray for you today, you that are stranded, you will never be stranded again. Receive direction, receive light in the name of Jesus. You that are impoverished, I say in the name of Jesus, receive the riches and the wealth of God in the name of Jesus, you will not be stranded. You will grow from strength to strength. You grow from glory to glory. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the broadcast today. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you.